I'm John Hendler, and this is Everyday People Extraordinary Lives. My guest for this episode is Mandy Fry, who will be hosting a Mandy Runs Michigan 5K in Marshall, Michigan on October 21st. Six years ago, October 21st, 2017, Mandy began running, and she's made it her goal, a 12-year goal actually, to compete in several hundred races throughout Michigan. Your event is coming up in a week, or less than a week by the time people hear this, so uh, how are things going with the planning and everything? Do you, is there a lot of planning involved at this point? Oh, yeah. I think this is honestly, the last 14 to 10, 10 to 14 days is such a busy time. I've, I've, I've just been on fire uh, since that day. There's just so many finalizing things to do, and then simple things you forget. Like, I couldn't believe the other night my husband looked at me and he's like, hey, do you have pens for the bibs? And I said, oh, my gosh, no, I, I don't have pips. For, if I kept all my bibs for the last six years, I probably wouldn't even need to order any. But I didn't. And so I went on Amazon and ordered this uh, giant case of a thousand little safety pins. And, you know, it's just little things coming up at the last minute that you just, you know, get overlooked. And and, you know, there's been some chaos, too, where I um, was to get some extra metals on a second shipment and unfortunately my metal company had some people quit and i am not actually getting the full amount of metals that i ordered which was very stressful this week so just kind of you know dealing with things like that that you know come up with any event someone plans i think probably anyone playing a big event can say hey there's been some hiccups along the way sure absolutely and now i'm going to go back to the very beginning so you're talking about seven years ago and what happened where were you at that point where you decided you know what um i need to do something yeah um i was in a very dark place um this is uh this is something that i've kind of alluded to on my private Facebook page a few times. I don't really share it with a, a whole lot of people, so I'm, I'm glad for this podcast for that. I was planning on sharing more at my run as well. Um, but uh, basically, we had we had gotten pregnant with our first son, and unfortunately, I was very, very close to graduating at Eastern with a elementary teaching degree and a major in reading. Um, but I got pregnant with him with literally one reading class and student teaching shy of getting that degree. I think it was 132 credit hours completed, so close. But then we had uh, three kids in three years, essentially, and they're Irish twins, um, uh-huh. which I, I learned that term after having them. <laughs> and and that's because we already want we are we always wanted our kids close. So once we had the one a little bit ahead of schedule, we just decided to keep going with the original plan. Um, and so I ended up graduating with a bachelor's in arts, um, with not getting a teacher's certificate. Um, and so I had them and then I essentially went straight into being a stay at home mom and it, it was, times were really tight and, uh, we couldn't afford to put them in a daycare. So I, I had to stay home with them and I was always around them and unfortunately, we didn't have help that we just didn't have a lot of help to give breaks. Um, my husband went to work, he worked full time. And so he kind of got a break. I, you know, when you go to work, it's still very stressful. So it's not that 
R and R that you need, you know, when you get home. But I was with them all the time, and so um, I didn't know anything about postpartum depression. It's not. I still think. It, I still feel like it's something that's not talked about as much. Um, I think we see the amazing side of parenthood on social media sometimes, but we don't always see the other side of it. And I wasn't expecting that. I just saw what I thought it would be like. You're supposed to be this happy, you know, upbeat, everything, you know, everything's amazing kind of a mom. And it's, that just wasn't for, that wasn't happening for me. And um, I've always been a person that wants to avoid medicine if possible. So I, I didn't really want to go that route. And, uh, and then I, I think what finally did it in to answer your question was there was a night when we lived back in Metro Detroit where I called my husband and I told him I wanted to end my life. And I just, I couldn't take it anymore. And I was home with the kids and I was in tears. And he immediately said, hey, I'm going to leave work. I'm going to come home. He rushed home. He called the police because he had never seen me quite like that. Uh, the police got there before he did. And um, I was taking the St. Mary's in Livonia. Uh, it was a pretty traumatic night because um, I, I just never had the whole experience. The whole night was was just, um, it, was, it was just kind of like where I hit rock bottom. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was released the same night. But I just, you know, I, it was just a turning point for me. I said, you know, I got to do something. I can't, I can't keep doing this. And so um, my husband has a job that's very easy to transfer um, around the state, which is wonderful. And we decided, hey, we're going to move to Grand Rapids because I've always really, really loved Grand Rapids, kind of want to get out of the hustle and bustle Metro Detroit. So we moved out to Grand Rapids, and I guess that was my way of thinking that would help. That would be my medicine to go somewhere like that. But you can't run away from problems. And uh, even though Grand Rapids was amazing, I would move back there tomorrow. It didn't take away what I thought it would. Right. So um, one night when I was in Grand Rapids, just driving downtown, saw a bunch of zombies. All these, like, with, you know, blow over their face and... And just ragged clothing and like all over downtown Grand Rapids. It was crazy. And I, I said, I told my husband, I said, pull over. I got to go out and I got I got to ask one of them what's going on. So he pulls over and I, I run out there and I'm like, hey, what's going on? It's a zombie dash 5K. And I, I was like, zombie dash, what? And I immediately ran back to the car and get on my phone and look it up. And I'm showing my husband. I'm like, they have zombies that are chasing them around and they're going to run around the streets of Grand Rapids. Well, that was it. Like, I looked at my husband, you know, I'm going to register for this next year. And I just looked him right in the face and I said, I'm going to register for this 5K next year. I'm just going to do it. And so registration opened up about six months later. I registered for it. I didn't do any running that entire year. I literally just registered for it, had it on my calendar, and waited. Mm -hmm. And um, I ran that run right before we left Grand Rapids. And uh, that run that night when I went back the next year and ran that run with all the zombies and all the people, it was a huge event. I mean, it was hundreds of runners. That was just set the foundation. That I, I literally got in the car um, with two of my life tags left. <laughs> and like I said, no prior running history whatsoever. And um, I looked at my husband and I said, I think, you know, I found what's going to help me. Like, this was amazing. I want to keep doing it. And when was and that? When was the race? 
you remember the? That was Octo- October 21st, 2017. All right. So or, six, uh, yeah, 2017. 17. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So it's six years ago. No. Yeah. Six years ago when you ran your first race. But yes. you had thought about it from seven years ago when you first saw the zombies. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so what was that like running that race? How did you, how did you do? How did you feel? And could you sense the, a change when it was, you oh, were doing yeah. this? Yeah. Running that race, I mean, it was at night. So I showed up in the dark. There's a beautiful Grand River there. I, they said bring a headlamp. Well, actually, no, excuse me. They said you could bring a headlamp, but they also had the headlamps. I had purchased one. So I'm strapping my headlamp on. I'm getting in line. I just couldn't believe the energy. That's the one thing I tell people all the time is the energy that you get from being at a running event. doesn't matter how fast or slow you run. It's just the energy of being around those people and the music and everything. And I took off and, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't run the whole time. I had to stop and walk, which is a really bad thing when it's a zombie 5k. Uh, Cause I had to walk at some pretty trivial points where zombies were really, you know, coming out from alleyways and trying to attack me. So <laughs> I, I, that was the one thing I finished in like, I want to say, I have it on my wall, my running wall, I want to say like 41, 44. So I didn't think that was, that was too bad, but you know, it was beautiful. It was scary. It was hilarious. It was just everything. And, and beauty. I mean, like going over the bridges and looking at the grand river, I just, um, and seeing the city skyline from so many different angles and then talking to people and seeing people's reaction and, I just couldn't believe it. When I finished, you know, it was hard. I was really exhausted. But then that, I always tell people like the 15 minute after race kick in where you feel amazing. And all of a sudden it was like, whoa, I felt like I just completely got hit by a bus. But now I feel really, really great. Um, But for me, it wasn't so much the physical feeling of feeling like amazing and doing exercise. It was like I had taken that drug that I never wanted to take. And that happiness drug from that race didn't just last 45 minutes it didn't just last an hour it carried me days i mean it and that's why i started running once a week i i literally tell people running is my therapy because i pay about the same price for a therapy session and i do it once a week and the energy from that race carries me uh the the whole week it really truly does and that's what i got from the zombie dash that night i see and then you decided hey i'm gonna do something else right i'm gonna add i'm gonna keep running you made that decision yeah that night i made i looked at my husband like i think i want to do this a lot (laughs) which turned into every week literally every week um every week unless there was something you know major coming up that we had to do but we're a pretty flexible family so yeah it was just kind of an excursion for our family every week from that that day and now okay so then you set a goal they started looking up cities in Michigan that had at least a one mile race yes and are you able to find that pretty easily I mean you just google that and it shows up (laughs) well I had been using a website called running in the USA to find my runs up until that point for about a year and a half and so I was just so used to using running in the USA it's such a great website I feel like the um the best website when it comes to just bulk of runs. I mean, I, I, there's a couple that are on there, but for the most part, I'd say they have about 85% of runs in, in the, and it's all over the USA. So it's not just Michigan. So I just said, you know what, I'm going to go on running in the USA because I know how many they have and I'm just going to go month by month. And I got an Excel sheet out 
And I started putting the cities in, and if it was a duplicate city, I'd be like, okay, move on, let's find a new one. And I just went the entire calendar year um, making sure to skip out, you know, like stair climbs or youth runs or things that I couldn't do or try or something that triathlons. I'm not a triathlon person yet. So I'd skip over those things. And like I said, as long as I had a mile run, which I thought was a pretty still amazing distance, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to put it in. And, and uh, I got to 450. And I, and I even told my husband, well, you know, they'll probably add a couple new cities. They may take away a couple cities, but give or take, it's going to end up around 450. So let's just make it 450. And uh, 12 years, I knew it wasn't going to happen overnight. I knew it was going to take a long time. So I just said, how's 12 years sound? And that's how it came to be. Amazing. Amazing. And, and, and there, there are runs throughout the winter that you went to? Yes. Yes, there are in Michigan. Yeah. The brutal Michigan winters that they can are. I mean, how far did you have to go to find races in the winter? I would imagine they're not as frequent as they are in the summer. No. So <laughs> in the summer, I can probably be, if I had superpowers, I could probably be in 12 different places every weekend. It's amazing. Michigan is one of the the biggest states when it comes to racing. We really do put on... I mean, I'm in the right place to do this. Let's just say that. And um, in the winter, it definitely slows down. October is a huge month, but November next month is when it really starts to slow down. December and January are the slowest months. And and, and it, it is hard to find races. We'll probably get two to three options a weekend. You know, when it gets to those, I've, um, in the winter, I've run in Manistee. I've run in South Haven. I've run in Alma. Those are long-distance runs that I can think of I've done in the, in the bitter cold. In fact, my coldest race was um, zero degrees in Mount Pleasant. So I remember that race because my eyelashes froze for the first time, and I've always seen runners talking about how cool that is, and it's never happened to me until last year. Was it cool, so, was it cool to happen to you? Did you enjoy that? <laughs> well, I didn't know. It Actually, it freaked me out at first because I'm running this 5K, and I had this weird feeling above my eye. And I thought I was getting frostbite or something. I couldn't figure out what it was weird to move, like open and shut my eye until I whipped out my camera. And I was like, oh my gosh, my eyelashes are frozen. And so I took a quick little selfie just because I'd never seen it happen and discovered what was going on. Hmm. Wow. But that was fun. And then actually in South Haven, I have never heard of this. Being a Michigander for 36 years, I feel bad for not knowing about this. But when I ran in South Haven, that particular day in 2021... There was a heavy freezing spray warning. Ah. And I had, I looked at my husband like, this is hilarious. I've never heard of a heavy freezing spray warning. But I got smacked in the face with that running along Lake Michigan, and now I know exactly what heavy freezing spray is. <laughs> <laughs> so that was fun. So how many races have you done? What's your running count now? So my running count as of today is 349 races. And then Marshall's race on the 21st will be 350. It would be if I had been running it, but since I'm not running it, it won't oh. be. In fact, oh. Jackson, I'll be running in Jackson tomorrow, and that will be 350. So the 350 race will be in Jackson. That's tomorrow. We're, we're recording this on Friday the 13th, but you'll be running on the 14th. <laughs> but you're not running in Marshall? No, I won't be running in my race. Um, I am going to run... So I'm going to run the night before on the course because there are awards being handed out to people who run as close to my walk and run as close to my time as possible. So I am doing a fun award. It's called the Mandy Runs Michigan Award. Uh -huh. And if you come in, the closest person to come in by the second to my time 
from the two nights before gets that beautiful. It's an artisan-made ward with the state of Michigan. Okay. So that's what they get for doing that. I see. So for the race, how are things going? How has the reception been and uh, people are signing up? Or do you have an idea how many people are going to take part? We have 76 registrants right now, which is awesome. Um, I had told people I really just wanted 50. Um, of course, I'll take any extra that I can get. I, um, I've tried to market it as much as I can by walking down to Marshall and passing out flyers to every business I could get in the door. Uh, social media marketing, word of mouth in schools with cross-country teams. Probably could have, you know, you can always think you can do more. There's probably ways I could have been better at that. Um, but a lot of word of mouth just from friends and family has been, honestly, I think my biggest way of promoting it. And uh, we've, we started slow. We have, I, it opened on, I want to say July 27th, so not too long ago. Started really slow, was kind of crawling for a little bit, but we've definitely seen a pickup in registrations at this point. And I truly believe we can get to 100 by next week on race day. And I think for a first time race that doesn't have huge sponsors, that's a really that's a really great place to be. I'm I'm happy with it. Yeah, I mean that, that's just wonderful. And if, for the people who may be listening to this, what can they do? How can they sign up? Where should they go if they're interested? Yeah, in you know, if they go to Google and just type in Mandy Runs Michigan, uh, it, everything will pop up. Um, my run is actually on Run Sign Up, which is a really easy site to navigate around. If you have social media, I really just do Facebook. I like to stick with one and not get too carried away. So if you go on Facebook and you do the same thing, type in Mandy Runs Michigan, you will see the event. You will see uh, probably my my group that you can, my private group you can join. Um, But the event's right on there with all the information. And Run Sign Up has tons of information. So if they have any questions, there's even an email link at the bottom. They can send it directly to me and I can answer any questions they have. Okay. And and during all your races, which will be 350, the one in Jackson. Um, you just run once a week? Yeah, I run once a week, usually every Saturday. Um, there have been some weekends I've run double races on a Saturday and a Sunday. I've run a couple Thursdays, uh, but but mainly most races are held on Saturday mornings. And you don't run to train at all? You don't do that? I do. <laughs> so, or do you? I do run to train. Uh-huh. Um, I do run a course around my house, a very similar course to my 5K, which is kind of how that course came to be. Uh-huh. Uh, but I do run to train. Do I run to train as much as I should as a, rel- a well-polished runner? No. <laughs> but I do run. I'm very active. If I'm not running, I, I will go walking because I just got in the race walking, which I absolutely love. So I power walk now. And I'm just a very active person in general. So I'm always out doing something. Okay, so you must be in very good shape, just the fact that you're forcing yourself to run races. Um, not forcing yourself, but you know what I mean. You're, you're, you're yeah. doing it weekly for the most part. Um, that it does require a degree of fitness to, to keep doing that. Have you been injured at all during your runs? Yes, my first year of running, I, I succumbed to a lot of, of injuries. It was a very hard year for me. I think I was just figuring everything out. Um, I was running a little too much at that time. Um, a lot of factors involved in that. But I actually, in that first year, I fractured my pelvic bone. That was my very first injury with running. I remember being at that race at, in um, that was up in Harrison Township. And I was at mile, about 
halfway through that 5k and it just went out and uh i i uh walked the rest of the way so i kind of hobbled back to the finish line because I, I always try to finish as as much as i can uh but yeah that one i came in and then i went to get an mri and found out i had a fractured pelvic bone and they gave me six to eight weeks to uh to get back um it was excruciating just putting pants on <laughs> and but i recovered from that one and then that same year i fractured my ankle stress fractured my ankle um, and was out for another six to eight weeks and then my other three injuries and these are kind of all in an 18 month period uh were a broken toe and that one was just from carrying laundry downstairs so that's not related to running but it put me out for another six weeks so yeah. that one actually hurt pretty bad too and then um two injuries where i continued running even though i had them and kind of just battled through them and let them coolly subside by taking my training back were hip bursitis and plantar fasciitis and those two i didn't have to stop but um that's kind of a realm of my injuries of running i've i have a technique now i don't know if it's it's it for everyone it's definitely helped me stay injury free now for four years um i do a very strict stre stretching regimen after my runs i do a little bit of stretching before not as much as i should but my after run stretching is an hour and and that's why i have this joke that i'm always the last one to leave the race because they're packing up and they're gone and, and they're coming over asking me if i'm okay sometimes because i'm over stretching in a little discreet area but i love to do it even though it, it takes a lot of time um because i just really feel like that's what's helped me stay injury free for so long and then so <laughs> next week the 21st that's the anniversary of your first race and also the halfway point of your 12 year goal correct it is. Yeah. It, it, that's why, and this also happens to be my favorite year because my number is 23. And that's been my favorite number since high school. So I, I, keep, I told people in my group, this is the year. I don't get this year again. And it, everything kind of came together because it was my favorite number. The race, the 21st fell on a Saturday. Um, it was halfway point. I, I mean, everything just lined up. And that's why I told my husband, it has to be this year. I have to make this happen this year. What is there a story behind how you got 23 is your favorite number you know i was in gym class i took summer school um kind of that crazy person that takes classes in the summer because i wanted to goof off in my senior year mm -hmm. and so i took gym and computers in summer school so i could do pottery and be a teacher's aide and do all this fun stuff um in senior year and so when i was in summer school my junior year with this gym class there was a ton of us i couldn't believe how many kids there was i think 52 kids in this class and so he didn't want to go through names every day. So he said, on day one, I'm going to sign you numbers. And I was 23. And it, I don't know, there's just something about that gym teacher calling off 23 every day. It just stuck with me. And it's been that way ever since I was 17 years old. I just fell in love with the number. I got married to my husband when I turned 23. I wasn't planning it. It wasn't just me. It just, just so happened. So I just love that number. Did you get married on the 23rd? <laughs> no no i did not we actually went for the first we were we really liked the idea of being the first of the month so our anniversary is on may 1st but i should have that's a great idea that's sweet <laughs> so <laughs> with all the races you have run there must be stories right that There's... interesting stories or the weirdest experience <laughs> or the 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 best or memorable i mean you must have some right that really jumped to the front 
There are a couple that really jump to the front. I mean, I do on my private Facebook page have this another um, kind of like a quote of running where I'm like, hey, you know, I always find unique things at races. So there's always a unique thing I spot all of the race. Like last week, it was a turtle crossing sign. And I've just never run past so many turtle crossing signs. And it was awesome. I wish I could have seen a turtle trying to cross the road. Actually, it would have made my day. But little things like that happen have happened at every single race because I seek them out. But as for big stories, like you just mentioned, yes, there, there have been a couple, um, I could, we would be here for five hours and I know you don't have that kind of time. So I will just share a couple if that's okay. Sure. <laughs> um, and I, honestly, whenever someone asks me a question, the very first race that comes to mind is the pie race, the pie 5k in Lansing. Um, at that time I was living in Metro Detroit so the hike to Lansing was a little bit further than it is from Marshall right now. And I had found this 5K just because it had this awesome pie guy. Sometimes I fall in love with medals. I'm a big medal and shirt person. So if you make a really cool logo or have great age group awards, I'm like a moth to a light. So I'll be like, oh, I got to run that race because of that. And they had this really great little pie guy on their medal that was running. And I thought, yeah, they have pie after the race. That just sounds like my kind of race. So I registered. <laughs> Um, that was on, so it was the distance of pi 3.14. So it was a little bit longer than the 5k. And it was, it was as close as they could get it to March 11th. And I, um, race day was 24 hours away and I'm a big weather buff. That's another one of my side hobbies is, um, I almost went in the storm chasing because I love severe weather. I love the weather that we have here in Michigan in the spring and summer. And so I always look up uh, weather for races and I went on and the day before I thought, wow, it's supposed to storm really bad. I wonder if they're going to cancel this race. And so Saturday morning came, because this was a, it was in the afternoon. The race was later in the afternoon. And the weather just looked absolutely horrifying. I mean, it looked like we could get some really nasty stuff that day. So I actually emailed the race director and just kind of casually said, hey, I'm looking at the, the future radar for Lansing. And it looks like it's going to be really bad at the start of the race. You know, are you going to cancel the race? And they wrote me back and said, you know, we've been looking at it too, but we, we think we're going to be kind of in the clear between two storm cells. So I think we think it's going to be fine. <laughs> and so I called my husband. I'm like, I'm like, Jason, it's not going to be fine. I, it's really not going to be fine. And I'm trying to tell him this, but I just know, like, I don't know what their rate, what radar they're using, but I'm kind of freaked out. So I, um, I got my, really old Pekingese Chihuahua in the car. I, we drove up together because my that was one of the races my family missed. <laughs> they hardly missed any races, but that was one of the ones, and I forgot what they were doing. But so me and my dog got in my car, and we drove up to Lansing, and I'm checking my radar, you know, just constantly making scenes. This, you know, is it, is it really lining up like it's supposed to be? And sure enough, this massive squall line is coming up from Grand Rapids, and there's just no way it's not going to hit. So I get, I get to the race, I... I rolled the windows and just tell my dog, hey, I'm going to be back. Chill out, buddy. It's going to be okay. Probably shouldn't have brought him with me <laughs> in hindsight. But I, I walk over to the race, and you could just see these storm clouds in the distance. I mean, it, was, it wasn't just your average thunderstorm. It was something really menacing and bad. And so, again, I, I found the race director. I'm like, hey, you know, there's some really nasty stuff coming in over the horizon. And, like, here's the radar. It's This is going to be severe warmth and... There's uh, there's going to be hail, uh, and this is this going to be a bad situation. Like, what do you have in plan for your runners? 
and they just say, hey, you know, yeah, if there's some a couple overpasses, if you need to take shelter, and I'm just thinking to myself, wow. <laughs> and then, and then to top it off, unlike most other races I've ran, where you start and finish pretty close to the same spot, they got us in a transit van, and they took us three miles down closer to the Lansing Zoo. They took us like all the way down to a different section, and we had to run back. So I was just like, wow. And we get in this truck and we're going down there. And again, I'm looking at my radar and I'm, I'm telling myself, you know what? You are not going to finish this race before this thunderstorm hits downtown Lansing. You're not fast enough. You know how you're, you're going to be like right in the middle of this 5K when all heck breaks out mm-hmm. and it just unloads on us. And so I said, okay, well, I guess that's going to make me run a little bit faster tonight. So I got in the start line with runners. Boom, we started running. I get about 10 minutes into the race. Again, I'm pulling out my phone and it's just looming right there. And I'm like, this, this is it. So I stopped over and I, I looked, I looked at the volunteer and I said, Hey, I just want you to know that this is now a severe one thunderstorm with 62 mile per hour winds and hail. And you need to radio and make sure that your, your participants are safe. And then I took off and I, it started coming down. Oh my gosh. It started, it just pelting rain healthy rain and and lightning and at that point i was about 500 feet from one of those overpasses uh in downtown lansing and i just signaled a bunch of runners like come on we all got to get under here we got to stop running trust me you don't want to be out there the worst hasn't even hit yet so about a group of eight of us got under this overpass and the second we got under this overpass the hail just started coming down and it's i mean it's just ravaging Lansing and the winds are wrapping around this overpass and just blowing all around us. And honest, I've never, I've run in rain, I've run in snow. We talked about the heavy freezing spray. I've run in just about anything you can run in, but that day was unlike anything else. And we stayed under that overpass for about six to seven minutes until that worst of that cell passed us. And then um, we decided, hey, you know, at this point, it's heavy rain. We're just going to go finish the 5K. I was soaked. I I brought a change of clothes in preparation. So when I got back to my car, I literally had a change of clothes. I wrung my clothes out like a sponge. Mm-hmm. I was soaked. Um, I couldn't believe it. And that thunderstorm cell ended up dropping a tornado northeast of Lansing after it left the city within like 15 miles. Uh, that was the night it actually dropped a tornado. And um, so that storm was brewing what was going to be a, a deadly situation when it was over us under that overpass. And I'll never forget it. Wow. wow. Yeah. Amazing. Just... Yeah. And then it, the joke now is that that little pie man that was running on the metal, everyone says it looks like a tornado. So I think it's hilarious because my metal has like a little, it's supposed to be a piece of pie, but it looks like a tornado running through Lansing. <laughs> So I love that metal even more now. And my poor dog, I think he, I, I, I tell people like he has a dog PTSD from that day because I, I don't know, he was, I just feel so bad. When we were driving home, we had to drive in a couple um, aftermath storms and he was just panning and just, I, I felt so bad for the poor little guy. I'm glad he was in the car and safe, but I don't think he had fun that, that day. So I, I, I feel bad for him, more so than myself. Right, right. Well, Mandy, um, I'm sure you've inspired people over the years to do this. And, uh, I mean, you must feel really proud about 
what you've done for yourself and what maybe you've helped other people who may have been in the same situation as you give them a kind of uh, an idea. Hey, I could do this too. Has anyone ever contacted you to let you know that you got them started on running? I have actually had people do that. Um, I've been really shocked and taken back by that. I would say about a handful of people have reached out to me and said that some close friends and a few strangers and uh yeah i just don't have words for how amazing that is because the kind of people that have reached out were people that thought they were too old they were too slow um just all these factors and i i consider myself to be an advocate for the and i hate i always use the hate to hate to use the word slower um but just runners that I don't even know how to say it. Um, you know, just like I said, don't think there's all these things that they don't think they're a runner. You know, they don't think they fit the bill to be a runner. And the truth is, I'm not crazy fast. I'm not what, you know, these elite runners. I, I would never qualify to run the Boston Marathon or things like that. Not that that's not awesome to do, but I just want to be that the advocate for people that think it's not possible because... And that's what my race is all about. And that's why I have my my awards for the last in the age group. It's not to be insulting. It's to be inspiring because a lot of those people don't always go home with awards. And I want them leaving my race shocked that, oh, my gosh, I have an award, mm-hmm. you know, and I wasn't first place. I just um, I always seek out those people when I pass walkers on courses. Um, I like from time to time to say, hey, great job. And I'll never forget there was one walker up in Thompsonville when I turned around and told her, great job, she kind of rolled her eyes and was like, oh, no, that's not me. And I stopped dead in my tracks and I looked around. And I'm like, I'm not lying to you. You're amazing because I, I just feel, I feel that way. You know, everyone has a different story. And just because you're not passing the finish line at a certain time doesn't mean you're not working just as hard as, as someone else that is. Um, so yeah, I am tickled to death whenever someone tells me you inspired me. I never thought I'd be inspiring people. Um, so it's a shocking thing and it's an amazing thing and that's wonderful. So tell us one more time, um, how people can find out more about you and found out about the race on the 21st in Marshall or any of the other races you're doing, but especially this one coming up in Marshall. Yeah. Um, Google search Mandy runs Michigan. That's the key phrase. Uh, run sign up should pop up, but it is run sign up. That is the official site to register on. They have tons of races. Facebook is the main social media uh, that I use. I don't really do any of the others. So Facebook, Mandy Runs Michigan in there too. I have a private group, but that's, that's don't feel like you can't join it. All you have to do is click request. I have two questions. Um, what do you like about Michigan and how do you know me? And if you don't know me, you just say you don't know me. Uh, and that's fine. And, and then you can be part of that group where that group, I share a lot more personal stories about my running. Um, I share kind of the funny quirkiness of my running. So if you're that kind of person that wants to hear that side, that's a group for you. If you're not, then, um, I have a business page, MRM racing, and I have my event page, the Mandy runs Michigan five can Facebook, and they all have any details you could possibly need to know where to go and what to do. Mandy, thank you so much. That's awesome. You're so well. Thank you. I've, I've never been in an interview before, so thank you so much for giving me the time.